What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are an an incredibly talented actor, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. So, ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, Keenan Green. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Like uh, uh, adding an applause. Ha, ha, ha. Good shot. Yes. All that. Hold for applause. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm doing well, you know, um, living life. Um, as days go by, waiting for the next opportunity to come about. But other than that, yeah, I'm I'm well. Absolutely, I love that. What are you most looking forward to from 2023? Just more opportunities. See what God has in store for me. Just again, more opportunities. Any opportunity, just even if it's just an audition, that's an opportunity. Being on set, being in a play, being around creative people. Just opportunities, networking, anything I can put my hands on, I'm ready to see what 2023 has in store. Nice. And what do you think you're most excited about leaving behind in 2022? I would say 2022 was a little rough year for me because I got into a car accident and like that was like from that, it was just like downhill from there. Uh, so just leaving all that in the past like leave that car accident back there because it's still trying to hunt me to this day but leave that <laughs> in the past I'm totally with you on that I still have a car accident that I got into like five years ago that still haunts me to this day I'm with uh, you on that uh, <laughs> I don't, I, I, that was my first car accident and I pray to God that I'll never experience that again ever <laughs> Because it was a lot. (laughs) Totally feel you on that. If I were to ask you, who is Keenan Green? What would you say? Uh, Keenan Green is that overall nice guy that that has a drive. 
um, that's like no other. He's uh, willing to do any and everything. He's a friend, he's a lover, he's a son, uncle, all of the above, and just a very genuine person. And like, don't believe in a negative vibe or negativity around. I, I see the positive out of everything. Uh, so yeah, that's Kenny Green. <laughs> I absolutely love that. What's I your favorite movie? It. Thank you, thank you. Of um, course. So my favorite movie is a musical, um, but I guess I give an actual movie as well too. I, actually, I'll do both. So my favorite movie, uh, as far as a musical, is The Wiz, because uh, I can watch wow. that every day, nonstop. Um, the first time I ever saw it was like in third grade, and we rented it from Blockbuster. Uh, I don't know if people know what Blockbuster is nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> but we rented it from Blockbuster and then those five days of having that, um, I think it was a VHS at the time. So in five days of having that VHS, I was watching the Bad Bad Boy every day until it had to be returned. Um, but as far as movie, uh, I have to be real ratchet and go with uh, Players Club. Uh, Period. What is my favorite movies? And if you didn't first see it on bootleg, what was you doing? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Now, when did you start using what you got to get what you wanted and start and, and, and start fucking around with that chump change? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm completely joking. <laughs> I was like, that was a good question. <laughs> you know, well, since you brought it up, when did you start using what you got to get what you wanted and start fucking around with that chump change? Hey, listen. Uh, when I said The Wiz, uh, when I first seen it in third grade, I, I was seeing it for a purpose because my brother's high school will eventually became my high school. But my brother and sister high school uh, was doing The Wiz and I was um, asked to be a munchkin in it. And I've never been in a play or anything like that prior to that. So just having that opportunity to be like on stage at a young age and just even though it was just a high school production, but that kind of like opened my eyes to the world of theater, of acting. And I would say at a young age, that's when I started doing it. But, you know, life happens and um, you got to pay bills, you become an adult, you know, things ain't going the way that you think things should go. Um, so. I had to put things on a pause, but I moved to Atlanta here in 2014. And I want to say 2016 is when I really used what I got to get what I want and left that chump change behind. And I quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> I quit my job and just really just started living a dream. Just real, like being a hustler and not letting a corporate job hold me back from like my, my passions and my dreams of acting. Um, so I was just finding all different avenues to, you know, course have money but also be able to do what i love at the end of the day or do you have a favorite tv show my favorite tv show would have to be it's real ratchet as well uh, <laughs> it's like all <laughs> like the all the like real housewives of atlanta real housewives of uh potomac i'll be watching baddies baddy south uh, oh yeah! I to, I, <laughs> now it's gotten ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'll be watching. I'll be watching all the ratchet stuff. Um, but as far as like an actual series, I love The Shy. Um, it's a really good show. Um, and I've like I started watching it like when Candy Burris got on it, but it made me like rewatch the other season. So I really love The Shy. Um, another series I'm into is Harlem. That that's really good. I like Harlem. Um, 
trying to see what other show. But there's a lot of, you know, Ratchet TV I be watching all day, every day. Of course. All day, every day. <laughs> would you say The Wiz is what made you an actor? I would say the experience of doing The Wiz in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the high school production, you know, opened my eyes to acting. But then as I experienced, you know, other doing actual plays, doing things where I actually was speaking and things, um, that kind of really made me, you know, want to be an actor. And But yeah, I, w- I would say. And even like the movie just, you know, within itself, just um, like the messages that are in it and um, overcoming like, you know, negativity, believe, not believing in yourself. Like like I have a tattoo that says, uh, believe in yourself. Um, I know it's kind of cliche, but it is from the movie because um, there is a song, believe in yourself. So I just try to live every day and believing in myself, even though being an actor, you get so many no's. Um, when you want so many yeses, but at the end of the day, you do have to believe in yourself at the end of the day. Was your dream of being an actor nurtured growing up or or did you have to be your own cheerleader? I would say I have to be my own cheerleader. Like I did have family support as far as like when I actually did something, but as far as actually, you know, possibly auditioning for a play in school or I did go to um, a high not high school (laughs) I did go to a a performing arts college in New York Um, so like my mom did have doubts in that and just like why do you want to do this why do you want to do that where nobody else in my family was doing it but I am the one who submitted the uh, audition who submitted the application who you know did the work who of course they you know drove me because I think the audition I'm from Detroit so I had to drive, I think the audition was in Chicago, so I had to drive to Chicago. So of course they drove me there because I was like uh, 17, 18 at the time. So of course they had to support me in those ways, but as far as like me actually doing the things, it's, you know, I had to, you know, be my own cheerleader at the end of the day. Like they'll come support all day, but at the, <laughs> I had to actually, you know, do everything and be like, oh, I want to do this or find the, the things that I want to do instead of like sometimes you see parents um because i work at a theater right now like part-time and i get a lot of parents i call up there and they like oh i want my child to be a part of a play there like what's the process on it like i didn't have that like i basically like you know use facebook or use different resources that i could find to find you know what was going on to be able to participate absolutely can you describe for me the moment that you knew you were talented uh i'm like very humble when it comes to like being talented like i don't i don't (laughs) see myself like all that or whatever but i can say like as a young age um just the feedback that i got from doing certain things um I, i at a young age i found out i could sing so like family getting together to do like little fake talent shows and stuff at home that's kind of at a young age I knew I was talented and I always like back in the day you mock videos so I will always mock uh <laughs> different videos from Michael Jackson the Janet Jackson the In Vogue and just like act like I was the people doing those things so it was like always like in me to do where nobody else around me was doing those type of things so I was always was the outcast and when it came to that 
totally relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I totally relate to that. Do you prefer the stage or the set? I would say a little bit of both. Like this this year and last year, I have been getting more back into stage things where like before, like my passion was really focused into doing film and TV and, you know, being on screen, which which is fun, which I which is what I love. But I also love the stage as well, too, because that is the 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 reason why I'm here today. Um, because of the stage, the stage is what opened my eyes to acting, to theater, to everything. So, like, that's something that I try not to stray away from because it's always within me. And like, like I said, I went to school for musical theater. So even there, like, we were singing, dancing, acting all day. So I would say it was, it's like an in-between. It's like, you know, for me, acting is acting. So getting an opportunity to just perform, to act, um, it is just like I love both of them there of course there is a major difference between the two um, and not many people can do both but you know I love both of them I, I, I love them both the same so I'm like in the middle like you know what it, whichever one pulls me that's the one I'm gonna go to <laughs> at the moment I think <laughs> I dig that now do you follow a specific acting method or do you just go off of your instincts? Yes and no. So there is a method of, um, it's like, I think it's called like the 12 audition steps. Um, so as far as like, and you, you can use these 12 audition steps for like, if you actually get the part, you can use these as building your character as well too. So. Um, I kind of use those things if it's a more in-depth character. Um, but then also, like, you still kind of use those those steps in a common sense uh, form as well, too. So if you just throw yourself into the character, you find your things, find things that you relate to or that is a similar situation. Or maybe you may not have went through that type of situation but there is something that is parallel that you actually went through in your life or maybe someone has told you that they went through that is kind of similar to this is how I would portray you know this character or whatever um so there's there is no like straight method that I use where some people do um and I know some people that do kind of just you know go with the flow of things so it really it really just just depends on the situation okay that makes perfect sense so can you describe the moment that you'll feel like you've made it as an actor Mm, that (laughs) I don't know if I would ever feel like I've made it because of stories that I've heard and then also just if I made it like you know say like I'm gonna use this as an example but this is really not my goal in life but I know a lot of black people and they and their grandmas and mama want them on this but say like hey a goal for me is to be on a Tyler Perry show so yes I made it to Tyler Perry yes I did that but as soon as that season is over or maybe I'm just on there for a couple of episodes I still have to go back to the grind of doing things all over again. So I don't think 
us as actors, you you never feel like you made it. And I, I'm pretty sure like people that are winning Oscars or anything like that, yes, you're getting the glitz and glam and the fame, but they still have to go through the process of re-auditioning, um, finding a role, turning down roles, not getting getting so many no's. So it's it's uh as I told people like acting is like a, a roller coaster ride. It's it's so many ups and downs, and people have to be willing to go through the up and down and just have the the mindset and the thick skin to go through the up and down uh, and stay on the ride the whole time. Now, if you slip off, then, you know, that's on you. But if you're willing to go on the ride and the up and down, then, you know, you'll, you'll feel like you made it just by, you know, accomplishing things that you had set. So. I'm with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. That's actually one of the most humble perspectives to have when it comes to this type of business because it is so fleeting and it is so circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet it's also one of the most addictive industries to be a part of. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, I mentioned before, not on this podcast, but on um, my boyfriend's podcast, I mentioned on his mm-hmm. to <laughs> Chauncey, shout out to Chauncey. Um, yes. You had you had him on your show, friend so, of the show, uh, absolutely. Hey, boyfriend. Hey, Chauncey. <laughs> so I was telling him I had a friend who basically, um, I, I saw him like maybe two weekends ago, and I was like, oh yeah, you were on HBO Max. You was on that show. He was like, yeah, yeah, I was on HBO Max, but I still like. I'm still broke and I still have to re-audition for, you know, audition for other things and, you know, see what the next opportunity is going to come. Of course, you, you know, you're getting residuals and stuff, but you don't, you don't feel like you finally made it into like, it could be years down the line because I look at Viola Davis, like, you know, she got an EGOT and she just started getting in the business around like around 40 years old. So mm-hmm. it's, People start off young, people start off old, you know, well, not saying that they start off, but, you know, they get to that status where they're being mainstream and known at all different ages. So it's just, it's just, like I said, it's a roller coaster and you just got to be really willing to buckle up, stay on the ride, because it's a long ride, very long ride. (laughs) (laughs) That makes perfect sense. What's the name of your biopic and who's playing you? Ooh, that's a good question. I never thought about that. <laughs> uh, mm, uh, <laughs> the name of my biopic is uh, Keenan Green. The Life of Keenan Green Letting uh, letting positive vibes overcome negative vibes. <laughs> so, listen, I'm all about positivity. So that's that's what I, I love that. Right <laughs> um, now, who's playing me? Mm. I don't know. Uh, people say I do look like um, the guy from Empire, uh, like the older brother, Andre. Oh, you're yeah. talking about Trey Byers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people say I look like him. So I guess I'll go with him. He could play. Okay, cool. I ain't seen him <laughs> doing much of nothing lately. I'm sure he can. Me either. Me either. He ain't doing nothing. 
Liz, I was gonna say that directly, even though that's exactly what I meant. But <laughs> you know, shout out to him and his wife, yeah. Boo Boo Kitty. Yes, yeah, now she's in Harlem. She's in that uh, she? Harlem. Yeah. I ain't started watching yeah. yet. You gotta watch, and they they quick episodes too. They like thirty minute episodes. So I think the second season just came out. So you gotta check it out. It's a really good show. Nice. I shall do that. Now, whose story would you want to bring to the screen before you retire? Hmm. Like an actor, like a biopic type of thing, or just like someone's story, period? You could pick anybody in the world whose story you feel like deserves to be told. Whose story would you put into a movie? I, I would say Emmett Till because I was always intrigued about that and I know that there's been a movie recently made um, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like the movie did it justice because mm-hmm. I, I saw the movie like before it came out in theaters uh, there was like this preview so from what I saw it was given very like PBS vibes and mm-hmm. like something that like children should be watching and I felt like even though we see enough black crime, police brutality, all that, but that's that's his story, and I felt like I haven't watched it like since it came out, so I don't know if things had changed since the last time I saw it because it was like a very unedited version. But um, I was like, that's his story; it needs to be told, and it needs to be told how we saw Passion of the Christ because right. we saw pa- we saw Passion of the Christ. The, the goriness and everything of that where you see uh, someone's story and what really happened to him what and his mom displaying you know what these people did to him we don't even get that like that taste in the movie of course we wasn't there at that time but we should be able to you know feel all that within the movie so even though like like i said it's already been done but i would want that to be redone in a a, a better telling way to because um, I was always intrigued about that that story, so for them to make a movie, I was like, oh yeah, I definitely want to see that. But other than that, like if a story that hasn't been told, uh, I'm all about the Black Lives Matter. So you know, you know, there's this the story behind um, um, Trayvon Martin and all that. So I I, w- I would love to see that story be be told because I'm pretty sure there's more than what we see and what the media has showed. Totally. I'm completely here for that. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, hell, why can't there be more than one Till movie? I mean, shit, how many times have yeah. they done the Hulk and Batman? Yeah, true, true. Superman and all these other hoes. I mean, and, it, <laughs> and I'm like, and it took this long to make this movie. Like, we've known about, I don't know your age, but I'm I'm 30, 34, and in high school and stuff. Oh, okay, so yeah, in high school and elementary and middle school, we've learned about this story, and it was a little passage about it within the history books. But I'm like, for it to finally get a story, it, I don't think it was told in in its justice that needed to be told. completely agree with you on that and I think that's part of the reason why I really had no motivation to watch it because you know based on the track record of the way that 
our history has been told when it comes through movies um mm-hmm. we haven't been at the center of the telling of those stories very often so mm-hmm. um the historical accuracy of those movies tends to be um expectedly skewed just oh most most definitely and just to give you a taste because i've seen it with my own eyes uh, mm-hmm. I worked, I worked like uh, on background on the Tupac movie. I only did like one scene because that was like one hard movie to become an extra go- uh, extra on. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at one point I was doing a lot of extra work, so um, I saw it with my own eyes where they were literally looking at like YouTube video clips of a scene that they were trying to shoot, mm-hmm. just to you know to compare. Like y'all, y'all didn't do any research, and it's you have a white man telling this story or you know directing the story or you know giving the feedback of what it's supposed to be and you know the people that were really there or people that have the history of Tupac should have been more involved absolutely even though the fact that they weren't doesn't surprise me absolutely (laughs) (laughs) is there a specific actor's career that inspires you Oh, most definitely. Um, I would say Will Smith. Um, his career, his career is amazing. He's at a point where he can do bullshit as movies, and you know, it still makes a lot of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, just his career, like overall, I feel like he is a good businessman, and um, I, I feel like he's a really good actor to me. Um, because I really think he did a, a really good job in Ali. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say uh, Will Smith and Angela Bassett, of course. Because um, as a young child, I, I shouldn't have been watching this, but I was watching What's Love Got <laughs> to Do With It every day. Uh, I was watching that. That was every me day. with the Josephine Baker story and Lynn Whitfield. I was like, <laughs> I should not have been watching that woman doing the banana dance at eight years old, yet here I was. <laughs> Like, I think at a point my stepdad had hit the movie because I was watching that book every day. <laughs> every day. I was watching what's the got to do with it. So yeah, just how what I do love about Angela Bassett is how she is able to play so many like biography roles, um, being yeah. you know, historic people, but you never see her as the same person again. Where, you know, sometimes you see um even though this is an um uh, like an actual person, but like Steve Urkel, you always see see Jaleel, Jaleel White as Steve Urkel. But with Correct. Angela Bassett, she's played Michael Jackson's mom. She's played um, Coretta at one point. She played uh, Malcolm X's wife at one point. Uh, Tina Turner. It's just so many. Biggie's mom. She's done so much. And you never see her as those people, like, and that, and that's, and that's the whole thing of acting. Like, uh, yes, it's the same person playing these people, but at you as the audience, you, she tells the story so well and so great that you never see her as the last role that she was in. Absolutely, and I think there was a point where she could have gotten pigeonholed into that. I think she did what love got to do with it so well. She did get stuck mm-hmm. in that for a minute. Like, I think for a long time, she was Tina Turner with the arm for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but then you step back and realize, because I have this conversation about Angela Bassett all the time. I'm like, there is not a recognizable 
black woman in history that Angela Bassett has not played on screen. Exactly. She's played everyone from Everybody. Tina Turner to Marie Laveau. Like, mm-hmm. this woman <laughs> has played every black woman in history. Rosa like, Parks. she don't end up playing her damn hey, self. <laughs> Rosa Parks, she don't play, like, I, like, I, like I, I'm just waiting on her to to play Kathleen Cleaver. Like, I'm waiting on her to give it up. Like, like she's played mm-hmm. everybody. Hey, you know who would be insane. good to play her? Uh, Kiki Palmer. Because I feel like they have, the, they, have, they have the same, like, features. They talk the same. So I yeah. feel like Kiki Palmer would be a great Angela Bassett. Hey, and she does the lip very well. Yep. She's put years very into well. working on that lip. She's put very years well. into working on that Angela Bassett <laughs> lip. She, she, she definitely deserves it. Absolutely. Definitely. <sighs> How do you prepare for and execute your your audition um so it's kind of like the same thing I was saying before like the whole method so preparing for it is you know kind of breaking down you know the character the words uh, that are being said um just breaking like as far as breaking down the words you just break it down you know by phrases giving the action verb giving like what is really said um so like for example, the line could be like, yeah, I'm going to the store. Um, and then you can just paraphrase that to like, not actually, you know, say it in your audition, but you also, when you paraphrase, you get a different meaning of that particular line. So I don't have an example for it. Yeah, we're going to the store, but, <laughs> but, uh, but you get much of just paraphrasing the line could also help you know in that process as well too but yeah preparing for a scene just get my mind right i don't let no distractions bother me uh, make sure i have enough time because i do my auditions at home because um, we do like a lot of atlanta auditions are self-tape auditions so i do i do them at home so i kind of just make sure i have enough time i'm not rushing myself to get anything done um but the downfall of doing it at home is you get to see it and you if you don't like something you keep doing it over and over again and then you start overthinking it and then hell the first one you did could have been the best one you did (laughs) and you didn't did it like twenty thousand times already I completely understand that. I've recorded things for this podcast, my intros, my outros, my drops, my ads, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll record them 30 times and end up using the second one yeah. every time. Yeah, because it, 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 you get into a mind where you start overthinking yourself or um, where, like, you know, those first couple of times were, were the one. But then it's like, mm, maybe I should do it this way. Maybe I should do it that way. Then you just start, you just start thinking over and over again. So I do um, try to, most of the time, I don't do it all the time, but most of the time I try to do like three takes of one scene and sure. that that be it. So then I'm not overthinking it. I'm not, you know, getting more into it where now I didn't do 20 takes and I'm like, uh, I still don't like it. So I, I'm like, all right, we're about to do this three takes and you know, that's it. Put my best foot forward. And I just act like 
you know, I'm in an, a whole audition room and because it's, it's weird just doing it. You have a camera in front of you and no one. And then sometimes you're talking to multiple people. So, so it's just <laughs> like, uh, yeah, this is kind of weird. But you just, you know, put yourself in the zone, put yourself in the mindset that you are in this room, wherever this uh, scene is taking place, you in there, that person over there, that person over there. You see the people in the background. You just use your imagination, and you you are there. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite type of character to play? I would say my favorite type would be a more like a comedic type role. Um, I love like comedy or like like a dry humor as well too. I love stuff like that where I can kind of, um, you know, joke around, have and be something that like, cause I don't, I don't feel like I'm very comedic, <laughs> but I feel like if I do have a role where I can be comedic, I can, you know, add extra stuff to it that like is in my mind to do. Um, where I love stuff like that, uh, and then also like the the guy next door type of thing, like. I would love, like, those are my ideal characters that I love playing. Like, the guy next door, um, which is very cliche, but that is a type, the guy next door. And then the, the <laughs> comedic the comedic relief person. I dig that. That makes sense. What do you think has been the more taxing or hardest role for you to execute? I would say the hardest role, I've never gotten them, but uh, I would say like more of like the thug roles because I'm that's not oh. me. And oh, so you're not even, the train? Nah, 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 I ain't the train. <laughs> so I'm like, I can, I can look like the train, but as, as soon as I open my mouth, I'm like, uh-uh. I remember I did like my first audition like in person here in Atlanta and I thought it was just like some generic role and they didn't really tell me what I was reading for. So when I got there, they like, oh, you should be this person. So I read I read the, uh, the script that they gave me, the scene. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know verbatim what this said, but it was like, cause this is like 2015, 16. And it was more of like, um, while I was in jail, mama, mama said um, you was upstairs fucking shit up, and I was just like, me saying that just sounded so weird. <laughs> and I'm then I came, dead. I came dressed like very like I was like a preppy white guy that worked at Hollister, like that's how I was dressed at the time. <laughs> and wow. I was like, I was not expecting this at all, and I was like, this. If I knew that, I would not even went out for it because. I just know that I can't really pull that off. Like, and if if I gotta talk, no. But if I ain't gotta say nothing, then I'm I'm all down for a hood nigga role. But uh, <laughs> other than that, mm-mm. are you not going out for the next little murder? No, 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 not me. <laughs> not me. But he's actually a nice guy because I, I worked I worked as a stand-in on uh, P Valley. Oh, the second mm-hmm. season, and uh, I met him, and even the guy that um, did you see this past season? 
Not yet. I'm working on getting to P-Valley, but I don't watch a lot of like TV TV. I spend the most of my time on YouTube. So I'm working on getting back into television. Okay, okay. But it's yeah, on the um, Well, I can't tell you. Well, there's this light-skinned guy that's on the Go show. ahead and tell me, because that'll probably make me watch it faster. Well, okay, I'll see. So this light-skinned guy is Lil Murder's friend. He be- ends up like like committing suicide or whatever. But what I'm reason why I'm talking about him is because he plays like this like thug role so well. Like when he's not on camera or like just talking to him regularly, he's the most like you know like the black white guy. Uh, like he, he he's like that, and you would have never thought like that they talk like that or anything. Like that. I was like. That's crazy. And I applaud anybody that can do that. Because I know I can't do it. I'm dead. I've tried. And a lot of people will be like, well, you should just try. I, I have. And we we just going to hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think has been the most fulfilling or rewarding role for you to play so far? I would say the most rewarding role... I'm a, I'm a currently on a web series right now. It's called uh, Scales, the web series. So I would say the mm-hmm. most rewarding is, you know, being one of the lead characters in that and then, like, being in multiple seasons of it because um, we're we're about to start shooting our fourth season, I want to say, in a couple of months. Um, so, yeah, you should check it out. Y'all, y'all should check it out as well, too. Uh, <laughs> and it, it is on YouTube. Um, but I think they removed a lot of the episodes because you ever heard of this um, streaming service called Reverie TV? Yeah. Yeah, so they put the seasons on there. I think the third season comes on uh, next month, but seasons one and two is on Reverie TV. So you should check it out. And they short episodes too. They like less than 10 minutes. Episodes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Not he bad. did it to do like a... Um, so if you're like a new web series, a lot of people aren't invested in like, say you come out with a new web series and you came out with a 30 minute to an hour web series, they're like, geez, this shit long as hell. But if you just do like um, a six to 10 minute episode, then you have the people wanting a longer episode, but they're eventually just gonna get this short episode and they, they just want more. Cause it's like, after like the first season, so many people were like, I wish the episodes were longer. I wish the episodes were longer. And he made them longer, but by like two to five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So I would say that is uh, uh, an awarding um, role that I've had because it's just the opportunity of being able to because the character I play is like this fitness like he work, owns a gym he trains people and stuff like that and I just to be transparent I don't have the the body type of like what the world thinks um, a fitness instructor should have or anything like that so just you know being able to portray that and have that opportunity to you know uh, play a character that is not I don't for the world to say that I don't have to look for it um, is is good and like they saw something within me and I portrayed it you know to my best ability and how I saw the character that that was you know rewarding to me and being able to still be in it because some people didn't get called back to come back for other seasons so for me to still be here I'm here 
That is awesome. Congratulations <laughs> on all of that. That's so exciting. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course. Who do you have to work with before your career is over? Hmm. It gotta be Angie. My girl Angie. Angie. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> it gotta be Angie. And I would I would like to work with like Taraji. Um I think Regina Hall. Just the name some. I don't have any like male actors that I like look up to because it's like I don't know, it's like really in between. And then most of like you you know you see now, most male roles are like these um, you know, game bangers, uh drug dealers. Um so I'm like, there's not any, you know, guy actors that I do look up to as far as like, just like, you know, just Will Smith and like the older ones. Um, but yeah, like if I had to work with anybody or my, before I leave this earth, I would love to work with Angie or at least just see her. I dig that. I just, <laughs> just want to touch it. <laughs> if I could just touch the hem of her, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, if Brian Murphy actually fucks around and gives her this this Marie Laveau series, oh, 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 bitch, I'm going to take headshots. I'm going to get yeah. resumes. I'm going to do a real. I, I'm going to recite <laughs> monologues because I'm I I'm getting on that. Don't and I, yeah. I love uh, I love Ryan Murphy's work too. Thank you. And that's another actress like well not Ryan Murphy but thinking of his show I love Sarah Paulson like Sarah Paulson is amazing. She could play anybody. Yeah, she's amazing. And like um, there was a season of American Horror Story I think it was called The Cult that she was mm-hmm. in. So that yeah uh, that everybody was like mm, I didn't really care for that I was like that was like one of my favorite seasons where I like other than Coven but um I was literally like watching Call every day like I was anticipating the episodes every week <laughs> absolutely I feel like Coven is is like the favorite season for everybody like I, mm-hmm. like that's everybody's favorite season and then like all the other seasons are like it depends on who you're talking to, which season yeah. that you might get into with that person. Because for me, I love Roanoke, but most people hate Roanoke. Oh, but that's I, yeah, one of my like favorite seasons. <laughs> I love that season, but like, but see, to my point, most people hate yeah. that season. But see, I need, I need to give it another chance. I need to give Roanoke another chance because when it got to the whole reality thing, I, I was thrown off. See, that's what like, made me yeah. love it so much was the way that they shot it. It was like they were playing themselves almost and like like there were alternate versions of themselves. It was like mm-hmm. them in the moment and then them later on and then after the fact. It was such a I like the duality of the way that it was shot was different than I usually see TV shows shot. So that's what drew me in. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, Coven is the one for everybody. And then the rest of them it's like y'all just pick and shoot based on what you yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think, I think that if anybody that one a chance again. Yeah, for sure. Now, is there a legendary actor that you wish you got to work with before they pass? 
I would say no one legendary that's passed <laughs> that I had a dream of working with. But you know, you know, if I had the opportunity to work with, like you know, um, Cicely Tyson, or you know, uh, I can't even think right now of all the people that have passed. But uh, if I had the opportunity, of course, it would be amazing to you know be around a legend, an icon, uh, just a king or queen or whoever they were. You know, in that moment, it will always be like just amazing to have that opportunity. And you know, you know, when you get those opportunities, you can't take it for granted. So, because like, as you as you as you mentioned, like they're past. So, if if I had the opportunity to work with any of them, I would, because <laughs> it's just like you know, you know. But I can't really pinpoint on like how that that person right there. Yes. I'll throw you on that. So what do you fear more? Success or failure? I fear failure more because of my drive and my passion towards this. That I try not to even think about the failures. Because I'm like, there's, of course, there's small failures of auditions of, you know, being said no so many times when I hear it back. So I know for me, I get in the mindset of once I send my audition off, it's, you know, it's in God's hand after that. And I, I no longer think about it. Um, but yeah, that would be my biggest fear is, you know, the failures of all the work you put into, all the drive, all the passion, um, and you not to, you know, see any success. That That is, that is something that I fear, which, you know, I'm not, you know, absolutely where I want to be but you know just having an opportunity to be you know on different podcasts people interested in hearing from my side of acting because everybody's acting story is totally different or how they approach things is totally different so um, no there is no wrong or right answer to it it's just people being being humble about it and people being real and genuine because there's so many people that are not real and genuine when it comes to acting or they promote that they are an actor when they're just a background in a Caius video so <laughs> um, <laughs> so of all people that was the first thing that came to my mind I didn't want to you know get realistic on anybody but yeah you know so um but yeah it's that is the the fear of failures is what i fear yeah for sure what do you want your legacy as an actor to be uh, i want my legacy to be that as i said from the beginning of like who i am just um, genuine, um, positive, um, you know, and had the drive. Even the, even if even if I never make it to the top or mainstream where everybody knows my name, as long as a few people do my name, that's all that matters. 
I love that. Compare that to how you want to be remembered as a person overall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Same. Same. Just, yeah, just that the the overall great guy that everybody loves, you know. And of course, I have my ways and everything, but, you know, I want as far as the people that, to know me and the people that I'm surrounded by to know that at the end of the day, Keenan was determined, he was driven, he was positive. He didn't, he let nothing stop him. Anything that was, that brought negative energy, he always turned into a positive. Just any, anything. Cause I, I, I tell my boyfriend all the time to, you know, don't get so hype on, you know, things that are like bringing you negativity. Don't even, you know, speak on it. Just turn around and think of the positive in it and, or just don't respond to anything and let it be what it be. But don't don't feed into the negativity because at the end of the day, it's just going to make you look a lot older than you really are. Because, hell, because positivity is the key to um, be, being youthful because people think I, I look 25, 24, and I'm like, add 10 years to that. <laughs> Period. So I don't know what it is that's keeping me looking however young I think I'm looking to I project well, myself to be older than I am, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> like I'm actually thirty one, but I mm-hmm. start off by like telling people that I'm forty five just to see what reaction no. I'm gonna get. <laughs> like, God damn, you look good. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Set a feel. Uh, yeah. no, look, I, I just let people guess and like this guy was uh, I was uh, like I said I work at the theater so this guy called he was like yeah you sound like you're like 24 23 I was like no I'm a lot older than that so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't know how soft, how somebody can sound young but you know I, I, I I'm like yeah I'm older than that and I, I know exactly what you talk about that happened in 1990 something so Okay. <laughs> like I was actually there when when we were taking yeah. over for the 99s and the 2000s. Oh, okay. God bless y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you found yourself yet? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, this is another transparent moment. Uh, at 34 years old, I came out to my mom uh, like in the beginning of the year. Um, so I like a couple weeks the, ago, it's February. Yeah, uh, January. Congratulations! January. <laughs> thank you, thank you. With my old ass coming out at thirty something, but you know, it's still other Listen, people that Caitlyn Jenner didn't transition. <laughs> Listen, Caitlyn Jenner didn't transition until she was in her sixties. So, according to her, you got plenty of time. True, true. So yeah, um, so that was like wasn't nothing that like I thought of like prior to to be like mm, this is holding me back from this blah 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 but it was something about last year and the beginning of this year where it was just heavy on my mind like I would just daydream and be like okay how would this situation go um so being that that has happened it's like I feel like a weight is lifted off of course and I just feel complete and I feel like I've now I am my my true self, I feel complete. I'm able to, you know, just live life 
um, on a different level now. And, you know, any opportunity to come my way as far as um, advice, acting roles, I can, you know, relate to this situation. Totally. I love that. Thank you. Thank so, you. <laughs> of course. So what does the person that you found today and become today at 34 tell your younger self? What would you what would you at 34 tell yourself at 14? Would you say? I would say um apply to some colleges um <laughs> and don't wait to the end don't wait to the last minute um i would say do that and then also just live in your truth even though you're living in the, in your you know in your truth in your mind and you don't you know care what the little people have to say and i mean the little people as far as like your friends just classmates and stuff like that you don't really care what they have to say but the bigger people in your life y'all like your family uh, your spouse whatever whatever they feel it does like matter to you at some point so be able to express how you feel be able to live in your truth be able to be who you are for your pride <laughs> so um, yeah, that, yeah that's how I was saying for my 14 year but I, you know I don't know if you can tell, but I'm like, I've had this kind of positive vibe like my whole life where Absolutely. I, I've been in like, like my family has been in like rah, 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 or my mom is always the negative person or you have like my aunties and uncles, they're always talking and like, I just always saw like a positive outlook on anything or like, well, why would you do that? Like, what sense does that make? What does that resolve? Like, I, that's just always been me. I love that. So what do you think the key is for you to being a perpetual optimist? Uh, repeat that one more time. Uh, well, thanks. So what do you think the key is to you being a perpetual optimist? Just living free and not really caring you know what the next person got to say um but in a in a light that 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 just shines along everybody and you know you may not have to say anything but people see the light beaming off of you so i know a lot of people like with me they just you know come up to me or they always talk to me i, I may not even say anything to them they always just come up to me. So I just, I just give off a pos- a positive energy. Nice. Okay. So, is there anything that you would like to share with my audience and I that I didn't cover in our conversation today? Mm, no. I I'll let y'all know about the scales. Make sure y'all watch scales. <laughs> um, <laughs> I gotta put that in there. Um, no, I, I think I shared a lot. Uh, I love the, the questions that you were asking. Um, it wasn't the typical, you know, 
oh, when did you first start acting? When did you blah, 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 blah. Um, it was like more questions to really make you think that, you know, I really wasn't prepared for. So I was just like, hmm, <laughs> let me think about that. But yeah, I just, um, I, I had a great, I had a great time and I feel like I've shared everything that, you know, people need to know. And, you know, what's more, I have nothing going on right now, but, you know, hopefully this summertime I plan on doing another play um, once on this island so hopefully I'll get the part for that we have auditions this Sunday so fingers crossed put a prayer up good luck good luck we are sending out many across fingers for you thank you thank you of course 10 million percent now my last question for you is where can we find you and anything else that you'd like to promote have us look back into look forward to besides scales and all of the other stuff that you mentioned so far uh you can find me on instagram uh my instagram is keenan isaac and underscore so keenan isaac underscore and that's K-E-E-N-A-N-I-S-A-A-C underscore. Um, other than the other things that I mentioned, you know, um, anybody, if they ever want to hit me up for acting advice or uh, helping with an audition, feel free to reach out. Um, I am like a, a person that do love, you know, giving feedback on things or you know helping somebody that is wanting to get their foot in the door or just the route that I went as far as just because my foot is barely in the door myself um, <laughs> not to you know think I'm better than anybody but um, any help to you know help them on the avenue of getting somewhere because I, I, didn't, I didn't have that and it was a lot of figuring out things. So, um, yeah. All that. That is perfect. And thank you. Thank you. <laughs> of course, anytime. Now, on that note, children, that has been our show. I appreciate <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I wish I had the soundboard. One day, I, I, I am going to spend the Joe Button budget just to get the soundboard, just to get the horns and the gunshots. I could Listen. add it in later on in the editing, but now that I've mentioned that it will be added in, it will sound fake. So I'm just going right. to let y'all just have yeah, our yeah. great. The next uh, one. The next one. The next one. The next one. The next one. When Just you come back, when you tell us that you got the part and the play, then I'll have the gunshots ready for you for real. Right. <laughs> for sure. Now, I I appreciate every single one of you guys for listening, tuning in, and helping me to facilitate this conversation. And I want to extend a special, special thank you to my guest, Keenan Isaac Green, for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You said the full government name. Dang. Well, I mean, you haven't <laughs> mentioned <laughs> in the Instagram. So, and, and like, there's mm-hmm. this, like, I love a three named name. Like, 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 I love three names. I love a good Sean Patrick <laughs> Thomas, Sarah Jessica Parker. 
Sammy mm-hmm. Davis Jr. I live for that. <laughs> so, so you just brought up the middle name on the Instagram. So I just decided to I run did, with it because it sounded real good in my mind. Well, I was named after uh, Keenan Abby Wayne. That's Love where, that. Uh, yep, that's from my mom. She saw it in the Jet magazine, but she just put Isaac instead of Ivory. But uh, yeah, that's where I was named after. We come from a very specific generation because right. my dad picked my name from a Jet magazine to my like actual legal government name, my dead name. Um, mm-hmm. Brian is not my real name, if you haven't noticed. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was named after a basketball player, which oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, which I'm five seven, so I don't know how that happened. But anyway. <laughs> Shout out to my like, pop. They, they, uh, they thought you was gonna be tall. They thought I was gonna be tall, but I guess you know. I don't know where to go with that one. Anyway. Ciao. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you know. With that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there listening to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. Make sure you go and follow Keenan, watch Scales, stay tuned for all the other things that he has going on, call him to acting lessons and for monologue prep, all of those things, and make sure that you tell him to come back on the show at any time as well. You're more than welcome to come back whenever you have new stuff going on, whether you got a new movie, new show, new play, or you just want to come back and shoot the shit. Okay. If you and Chauncey want to come back on and like do a couple quiz, I would love to do that because because like this Ooh. is the first time that I've like actually talked to both halves of a couple before, so I would mm. love to do like a <laughs> like a couple of interview with you two and just you know talk all that gang shit with y'all. Yeah, that would be dope. He, he loves talking. Of... Yes, I love Chauncey. Seriously, so, yeah, we uh, we we'll, we'll do it. I'm a, if, 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 even if he don't want to do it, I'm going to drag him to do it. <laughs> well, we'll tag team him together and just, you know, hog time and be like, yeah, child, we going, you know, to the Jenny concert or whatever. <laughs> and then you just go, like, slap him in the car and be like, hey, put these headphones in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Welcome back to the show. It's real reality, realness. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like, I like how you think. Do what I can, you know. I I, I, I I grew up wanting to be an assassin, so I've kind of learned to be clever. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but don't judge me. Listen, that's why I was speechless. I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now wait a oh, okay. So you waited till the end to go left on me. Got it. Right, okay, cool. Right. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> 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 well, before I anybody else off I'll say again be real stay in reality and always always bring the realness I am Brian K. James this has been Real Reality Realness and until next time I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji keep the mess in the message be useful but not used and misbehave yourselves peace bye guys
What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.